Welcome to another edition of Religion and Rock. I'm Monsignor Jim Vlorn. Here he is our producer and engineer, Mr. Stephen Shaldone. Hello there, sir, and greetings to everybody who's failing at their New Year's resolutions two See, weeks you are the you're the epitome <laughs> of what we're talking about today, Mr. Negativity. Yes. We're talking about life struggles today. It's all about how you look at life. You're seeing yes. things negative. I'm seeing a new potential, a new year before us. <laughs> this could actually be positive, Sheldon. It might actually work out in our favor. That's we what hope. I'm hoping. You, we hope. And you're right. It's how you look at things that you're dealt with. Well, I love when all the news reports say, well, a lot of people are glad that mm-hmm. this year is gone. Uh, well, a good riddance to this year. And every year they say that. So, like, mm-hmm. is a good riddance to every year? I don't know. Like, when <laughs> was the last good year? I mean, my Lord. I, know. I think, you know, every year has its goodness. Every year has mm-hmm. its struggles. And it's how we deal with the stuff that's before us and uh, and recognize that, you know, God is with us in the midst of it all. I think there's something good about that. We had a storm the other night, you know, and I was mm-hmm. talking on, on the phone to one of my priest buddies, and I'm sitting in this electric recliner that I have. It doesn't stand you up. It just lays you back. Right. And I was laid back. And I said, you know, it's a funny thing. We never lose the electricity. It's an amazing thing around here. Uh-oh. Blip, the electric goes out. <laughs> and I'm stranded like a walrus in this laid back chair that I can't make go up. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I hung up the phone. And with and no you, dignity at all. I was going to say, no dignity chair. at all crawling out of that chair in the dark. <laughs> but again, sometimes about light, you know, laughing mm-hmm. at the struggles a little bit. You have to. The Lord gives us a bunch of funny stuff sometimes. And mm-hmm. it's about the perspective that we, you know, place upon the things that happen to us in our lives, right? Yo, no, it is. And it's important to keep that perspective and keep a positive outlook. And that's what we're talking about on Religion and Rock, the gift of life struggles. Now, you think I wouldn't call it a gift necessarily, right? But it really is in some ways, because this is the stuff that toughens us up. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that allows us to be who we are and actually grow out of, you know, the, the doldrums and grow out of depression and grow out of anger mm-hmm. and grow out of poor me yeah. into recognizing that God's with us, you know, and it, it, this poor me mentality has mm-hmm. got to go. No, because everybody's does. got something, you know. We all, everybody's got a, a, a mountain to climb and a, a package to carry and a burden to 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 deal with. And you know, if if you let yourself get weighed down with that negative stuff when you're dealing it, um, you kind of lose the opportunity to learn. I mean, you know, we've all heard the saying: you learn more from failures than you do from your successes. And it's true. It teaches you how to lose, how to be a good person, how to deal with adversity in a positive way, which which kind of sounds funny in itself. Well, I enjoy the fact that, again, life presents lots of different issues. And I think mm-hmm. all of those issues go to make us who we are. I like to think of myself like sometimes like it's a big lump of clay and different things happen <laughs> that kind of mold us, you know? And mm-hmm. some things mold us like with a baseball bat to the side of our body. <laughs> Other things mold us with a little gentle brush, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all these different things that kind of add up to make us who we are. And I think that's what we have to do as we start this new year. We're looking at life struggles on religion and rock. It's all about recognizing that, yeah, there are going to be struggles, but what do we do with them? And do we allow yeah. them to form us a little bit? Do we allow them to affirm the good things, the things of life that are not a struggle? And when we mix them together, you know, that's what kind of gives us yeah. our personality, our perspective, and ultimately our faith. Because that's where faith is born. It's like in the fiber of what we do in victory, but also in cross. And everybody's Mm -hmm. got a cross. There's no doubt about that. Everybody's got a cross to bear on it. You know, and sometimes these struggles help you give insight so that, you know, you as a person can help other people who are going through the same struggles you went through and you can see it and help them out with it. Jesus once said, you want to be my disciple? You got to deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow me. That's what it's about on Religion and Rock, the struggles of life and how we become better disciples. To start us off, this is Steely Dan. It's called Deacon Blues.
there's Steely Dan, Deacon Blues. You know, sometimes that happens in our life. So we get into this mode where, you know, it's sort of a dark time for us. It's a time when we're kind of sad. And this time of year is that kind of time, right? You know, the January, February time where things are kind of lulling and we're not able to do much and the weather's not great. No matter where we are listening right now, you know, there's a certain lull. Um, how do we keep it going? How do we keep things exciting? Well, that's an opportunity for us, I find. It's an opportunity maybe to read a good book. It's an opportunity to take a new endeavor and get involved in something, clean out some stuff. You know, there's a lot of great things we can do um, to kind of get through the blues, if you will, that are just natural to human life. Now, sometimes there's things outside of us that do that, right? You know, it's a big snowstorm, we're stuck home for a bit, or something tragic happens in our lives. But other times, it's just the environment, you know, and sometimes it's that simple change of environment. Maybe it's stopping by the church every day and say, I'm going to stop by the church on my way home from work, spend five minutes in there. Those kinds of things change it up. And what they do is they take the struggles and they kind of turn them around a little bit and they make them into opportunities. And that's what we want to do with every moment in our lives and have those opportunities to always grow closer to God and, and to really recognizing his presence more strongly. Hey, here's Dave Matthews. It's called Where Are You Going?
Dave Matthews Band, Where Are You Going? That's the truth of the matter, too. To be able to know where we're heading in life, to be able to understand ourselves, gives us a sense of direction, satisfaction, and there's something good about that. See, when we're just kind of floating and we say, well, I don't really know what I'm doing, that's hard, you know, and that sort of leads to a struggle. But it's about planning that out, asking God's help with direction in our lives, and that's such a necessary thing. You know, we have a thing in the life of faith called spiritual direction, where you would actually, like, meet with a priest or a nun or, or a dedicated layperson very regularly and discuss your spiritual life. It's an interesting thing, right? Help to get a direction in where we're going in life. And sometimes it's another party, like outside of us, a third party, that can help us to better understand where we're going. And so if you're in that moment in your life where you say, I don't really know where I'm heading. I don't know what my relationship with God's about. My relationship with my loved ones has changed. I'm feeling a little different. Maybe it's about finding a spiritual director to help kind of discern that direction and understand where we're going in our life. They're out there, believe it or not. There's a lot of good people to do that. You can probably start at your parish, and it's a great way to kind of find somebody to help us along. It's not counseling, but it's about that spiritual direction that helps us to get that direction in our lives. Here's the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. Take me all the way 
There's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Let's face it, you know, no matter where we are in life, at some point in our lives, we all end up under the bridge, don't we? We kind of are not living the life we should lead. We're not really happy with our lives. We are finding ourselves in the midst of struggle. Maybe something's happened in the family that's been tough to handle. Uh, we need help when that happens, you know. And for me, it's about turning to God. But it's also, be honest with you, very strongly about turning to friends and getting help from friends and recognizing that maybe we're not meant as much as we think we are to live this life alone. We're meant to live it with the support of other people in our lives. So there's a great strength in having the friends having the relationship with God, but then also having a relationship with the community of faith. For me, that's a great thing, too. People ask me how my Christmas was. So my my Christmas was my dad in the nursing home, and, uh, you know, I really didn't have any family to go to to visit. I'm not looking for, a, you know, a big awe uh, from everybody at home. No, what I'm saying, though, is where I found the strength was at the masses I celebrated in the parish in which I live. And that was really the joy of Christmas for me. I wasn't sad. I'm not trying to talk myself into it was a good Christmas even though. No, it really was a beautiful Christmas because the community was a source of strength. So yeah, we have our friends, we have our loved ones, we have our faith, but we also have those communities that are there for us to belong to, to find strength in those struggles of our lives. Here's John Mellencamp, Hand to Hold On To. Easy and always pretend that you're cool. So 
Well, that's kind of reinforcing what I just said, hand to hold on to, right? Yeah, because when we have another hand to hold on to, all of a sudden we're kind of strong. Or we have this kind of relationship that's a powerful thing. I remember very strongly as a little boy when I was in kindergarten, my grandfather used to walk me to school every day. I went to a little Catholic school in Astoria, Queens. And he would take my hand, and I remember walking, holding his hand to school. And I was like the proudest little boy because my grandfather was Joe the Butcher, and he was walking me to school every day, you know? It was like a great moment for me every day of my young life that I never forgot because that sense of support, that sense of being with somebody who loves you, who's going to help guide you, is such a great, great thing in our lives. We've been given that by God, this gift of being able to hold on to other people's hands and have our hands held on to. Let's never take that for granted either. Let's celebrate that and recognize how God works through those hands we hold on to and the hands we reach out to hold because that's how we kind of get through life in this era um, era of germ phobia, you know? We have to be willing to hold each other's hands, get a little germy now and then because that's what life is about. That's how we kind of hang on and grow together, figuratively and in reality as well. Here's Foreigner Cold as Ice. Away, a fortune and fear. 
I'm Monsignor Jim. You're listening to Religion and Rock. We're talking about life's struggles today, cold as ice. Yeah, sometimes we live in a, in a situation, we work in a situation, go to school in a situation where there's no emotion, where there's no heart. And to live in a world where people have no heart, it becomes cold as ice, right? People are cold. People don't really care about one another. We've all caught glimpses of that in our lives. And also sometimes we who do have hearts and we do who do love become cold as ice in certain settings, right? We get on the road and all of a sudden everybody's our enemy and we need to get there first. You know, all of that kind of stuff that leads to this cold experience of this world. We need to warm up a little bit. And even in the midst of, you know, a winter, depending on where you are, that is cold, you know, we can warm up a little bit by our efforts. We can warm up by our care for one another, by our volunteerism, by the way we spend a third Thursday night or a Friday night down at the church doing something good for somebody else. Those little things add up, believe it or not, and they help melt cold hearts and they help love to grow, which is part of our journey and our charge by God and his love for us. Here's Elton John. This is called Someone Saved My Life Tonight.
that's a big claim. Someone saved my life tonight, right? But in a lot of ways, you know, we don't really know who we are there for. We don't really know how it all works. But there's something really powerful about that, to recognize how God saves us through other people. And sometimes, you know, somebody's there at just the right moment for us. Somebody's there willing to listen in just the right moment. I mean, we're so blessed to have friends in our lives, right, who will listen to us and hear our stories, who are interested in how our days are. Uh, You think about your spouse, right, and your spouse listening to you and hearing the story and, you know, kind of going along with your day and understanding that and showing sympathy and empathy for what you've gone through that day. There's something beautiful about that, and I think that's why God gives us one another, because we help one another through life. Saving lives, well, that's a lot of frontline workers and EMTs who we're always grateful to God for, but also we save one another emotionally. We save broken hearts by our ability to listen and be compassionate, and of course, the number one thing, being able to forgive, what a huge difference that makes in saving the life of somebody else by allowing them to heal, by our our allowing them to heal the broken heart in our life. Hey, here's Heart. This is called Alone.
I think it's always harder to go through things alone, right? You know, I think we need other people in our life to help us get through. And even if it's a sickness or something tragic, you know, you think about it, like other people step in to help us. Think about like the structure of what a wake service is all about. What's it about? Well, we have a wake because we want to give honor to the person that we've lost, right? But at the same time, we get other people to come and be with us because... That helps us to not be so alone, right? There's something great about that. So we recognize that, right? That connectivity is such an important thing, and that's the strength. I go back to something I've told you for 35 years. You take one pencil, and it breaks like that. Put 10 pencils together, and you can't break it anymore, right? That's the power of looking for other people in our lives to help us in difficult times. That's what changes us. That's how God strengthens us and doesn't allow us to be broken because when we're with other people, we're strong. And that strength makes all the difference in the world. That strength is the difference between despair and hope, right? And when we find that, that means so much to so many and especially to us. Here's the Black Crows. This is called Remedy.
But let's face it, there are a lot of remedies out there for our struggles. Some of them are not so healthy for us, right? So some of us are, you know, indulging in alcohol or, you know, any kind of drug that's out there that could help us to feel better. The reality is we kind of have to deal with what's there because if we don't deal with it, there is no real permanent remedy in all of that stuff, right? It comes back and it comes back to haunt us and it's there. The struggle is there. It's about being able to process it through. And that's why I like the, the idea of doing this with other people because it helps us to kind of get through difficult times in our lives. I think that's the remedy. And the remedy in so many ways, too, is prayer, to be able to pray and place things in God's lap, if you will, right? And say, listen, I can't handle this alone. I need help from you. So would you please help me with this? Would you please help me to sleep better? Please help me to get this stuff off of my mind in the middle of the night. And kind of that's an important thing. I mean, knocking ourselves out to go to sleep. You don't wake up rested anyway, right? It's more about being able to recognize that, yeah, you know what? If we place this in God's lap, we allow God to deal with this with us. In a sense, we feel alleviated from that. And there's something important about that. That's kind of the remedy that's healthy and will help us through. Here's the pretenders. Don't get me wrong.
the, the pretenders, don't get me wrong, that's kind of a funny one because in a sense, when you think about it, there's nothing like being misunderstood, right? It's such a tremendous frustration when we're misunderstood. You ever do something that's absolutely nothing, you know, wrong, and all of a sudden you're accused of doing something wrong. You say, well, I didn't do that. I didn't mean that. Like what you said, you misinterpreted what I said. Those things can be so incredibly frustrating, those moments. It happens very innocently sometimes, right? We do something that's kind of very, very innocent. All of a sudden, we're like, wait a minute, we're in trouble for saying this or doing this. No, I, I didn't do that. I didn't mean that. And there's something about that that's frustrating. But at the same time, those struggles we have to let go of too, right? It's the struggle of getting a ticket when you don't feel like you deserve to get a ticket from a police officer. It's the struggle of being denied something that you really believe in your heart is the right thing. We have to deal and be able to deal with losing in this world because it's not always winning, right? And I think that's such an important thing in sports for young people to be able to understand that, yeah, losing is part of sports. And losing like an adult, losing like a, a, a person of faith is a good thing for us to learn because life's going to have a lot of losing. And we got to figure that one out for sure. Hey, here's the first song I ever played on the radio, believe it or not, 35 years ago. This is the Beatles, the very first song. Here comes the sun.
Here's the Beatles. Here comes the sun. Again, the first song that I ever played on religion and rock only 34 years ago. You know, great song. And it, it reminds us of perspective. You know, here comes the sun. Oh, no, another terrible day. Another traffic day. Another day of sitting on the train. Another day of my horrible boss. Or here comes the sun. Another day of hope. Another day of opportunity. It's going to be all right. You know, something's going to help us today. And the warmth of the sun will get us through. It's all about perspective. And as this new year begins, we pray for that kind of perspective that helps us to see the great gifts of God in our lives. That every day as we journey, we know that he's with us. You've been listening to Religion and Rock. It's hosted by me, Monsignor Jim Vlaan, and it's engineered and produced by the man who deals with life struggles well, Mr. Stephen Chaldone. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and don't forget, say a prayer. <laughs>